moment that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is pain 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movie. Comic book. Movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Warp inside! Pro wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! All of the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to... Talk nerdy to me. Can you handle it? It is an all-new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me, and I don't know if you guys know this or not. It's not because I took out the trash at um, Talk Nerdy to Me Worldwide headquarters. It's not because I changed out the air fresheners. It's not because I kick-started some air purifier. But no, the reason... That talk nerdy to me worldwide headquarters smells so much better than it does most every other week. Is that Koran's not here this week? Nice. Yeah. Thought it had a more uh, uh, a, a more less uh, uh, patchouli smell. <laughs> I was going to say CBD oil, but yeah. You yeah, work. that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. So yeah, it's uh, uh, we're, we're one nerd down this week, but that's okay. We're not going to let it slow us down. If anything, we're going to be a little bit faster. Yeah, you won't notice anything different unless you're a fan of uh, Nintendo or John Dies at the End. Um, <laughs> there'll be less of that this week. Or uh, There will be no Blade 2 talk tonight. <laughs> something, wow. something Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Um, <laughs> I'll go ahead and just fill in that gap for everybody right now. Something, something. Um, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. And there you have it. That's um, that's what's different this week. Uh, I want to go ahead and just give everybody an update because I know that they're super concerned about this. Uh, but, and part of it is also a segment that I like to call Captain Chris Told You So. Uh-huh. Um, at a score... Of 25 to 4, yes, Yukon Cornelius, certified badass. <laughs> Our fans have spoken. Uh, the guy who's badass enough. Go ahead. Can we put that same internet uh, power to use in figuring out where he randomly gets that giant revolver from? Right? Like, he, he's the only guy that's badass enough to not only identify silver and gold by taste, but also uh, he has a revolver 
in a in a kids movie, he has a revolver, which is a feat in of itself. And for reasons we're unsure of, yeah, just, just for some reason he has it for safety. And when he in, encounters the abominable snowman, does not use said revolver. Instead, uh, just punches the shit out of it. So yes, badass. <laughs> Fair fight, yeah. Uh, so our our uh, the legions of talk nerdy to me fans have spoken. Also, by the way, uh, with an overwhelming margin, uh, talk nerdy to me fans believe uh, aliens are more likely to be real than ghosts. So Finally. that's surprising. I know. I, I think that means our listeners are more intelligent than I gave them credit for. <laughs> Oh, or, or you mean, uh, as I like to call them, uh, small brains? The small brains are smarter than you thought. <laughs> I mean, I still question because they choose to listen to us every yeah, day. Yeah, that's but... true. The BM eaters but, out hey, there. Thanks anyway, guys. Yeah, the BM eaters out there think that uh, – the, the question was, which do you think, between the two, if you can only pick one, which of the two do you think is most likely to or more likely to be real? And it was aliens versus ghosts. And overwhelmingly – now, Facebook was overwhelmingly aliens. On Twitter, it was a little closer, but still aliens. Um, everybody thinks that aliens are more likely to be real than ghosts. So, uh, sorry, guys from Supernatural. Uh, uh, any ghosts that you're hunting, uh, probably not real. Hate to be the one to say it. But that's just how it is. It had to be said. Yeah, so uh, you know we'll have another poll up soon of something real fun like that. Uh, we've been trying those out, um, you know, ever since that uh, balls deep impact and Armageddon poll. <laughs> we've been uh, experimenting, and see, now I figured out that you can add pictures to poll options. And oh, yeah. yeah, shit's about to get real. Uh, so read now. <laughs> you don't even have to read it. You just click on the picture that you want. And I think that might have been the reason why. I think it was supposed to be 29 to 0, but the answer for no was the Abominable Snowman on the uh, Yukon Cornelius one. So I think people just clicked on the, the snowman because they were like, oh, he's cute, click. Not really realizing <laughs> there was a legitimate question. So Yukon Cornelius, I think, got robbed of four votes, but 25 to 4 is an okay margin. So I'm, I'm, I'll live with it. I think it's okay. So, you know, whatever. So it's fantastic. So uh, thank you to everybody who voted and look for more fun polls coming up soon. But that's the, uh, it's the only housekeeping thing I have besides uh, we, that. Uh, we have an announcement to make. That's right. I do it now or at the mid break. Um, yeah. Let's save it for the mid break. Okay. With that and the, uh, the, just the tip club. Okay. Because I think there's a way that we can uh, combine them together. Yes. If you know what I mean, and I think you do. Hey, if Transformers and Orgies are taught us anything, it's the more things you can hook up, the better it gets. That. <laughs> Ow, my eye. Um, that's the sound <laughs> from the, trans it's the Transformer <laughs> Orgy. Wait, who's in my mouth? <laughs> that's uh, half the fun. Sorry, I'm Starscream. <laughs> Whose booty is this? Tonight I will just be called. That's the funniest thing Dan Cook ever said. <laughs> Star Cream. Oops. <laughs> now it's getting weird. I'm gonna dissect. Speaking of Transformers, I saw something like I don't know how I even found it, but it did uh, evidently told Star Scream that like he was such a terrible leader he couldn't even lead a parade. Ha! 
<laughs> I mean, he's, it's true, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that came up. If some, I don't know what it was in reference to. But I was just like, God damn, that's a fucking burn from hell from the Transformers. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty harsh. And uh, I'm mad if Hubs were here to. I know, right? I need to text him because to weigh in on that. his birthday is coming up in a couple weeks. So. Need at the to, time of this recording, is Matt Hubbs alive? As far, to the best of my knowledge, at the time of this recording, Matt Hubbs is alive. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but yeah, congratulations to uh, Paul Frankie, engineer Paul Frankie, for coming in first this week in the Fantasy Movie League. Uh, jerk. He, he, uh, he won, and uh, as for week one, this one, though, is the longest one we've ever done. This one's 14 weeks, so... It's also the start of summer movie season, yeah. which is where stuff gets nuts. This, yeah, this is going to be insane. You're going to see more like split weekends than any other yeah. time right now. Uh, also, uh, if you want up-to-date information on that or any other things that we have going on, make sure to join or follow our new Instagram account. Mm-hmm. We, have a, we have a brand new Instagram and it's talk nerdy the number two me show on instagram we've already got i think five or six pictures up already um following a bunch of people we may follow you back i don't know we're lazy sometimes we do sometimes we don't it's not personal it's just because we don't like you it all depends who's checking the site that right yeah yeah um it depends on nothing to do with how terrible your content is no if you're a thought or uh yeah You're just a douchebag in general. So. Yeah, it does. It, it, it's all it's it, all us. It just depends on uh, yeah who is actually logged into the account that day. The next step is we're gonna have an official talk nerdy to me Snapchat, which could get us into trouble. That could yeah. be that could be a problem. So I don't know. Uh, that one might take a little There's while. There's at least one member who probably shouldn't have access. Yeah. Uh, so we'll um, we'll figure it out. Uh, right now, I mean, we're uh, we're doing well too to keep the Instagram updated. So we'll see what happens. So that's uh, the only housekeeping I have. I know we got a bunch of stuff for the middle of the show, but until then, which topic are we going to hit first? Cause we got two that are really good this week that kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Uh, Maybe not hand in hand perfectly, but well, you know, a little bit, not really at all, but Hey, they're not very similar from where I'm sitting. No, they're really not, but I'm I'm trying to be optimistic here. I don't know. Um, well, I've got more to say about the second topic. I don't know about you okay. guys. Um, so I would save that for later because I feel like that might be a little more. It's the second topic. Your topic. Say what? Is the second topic your topic? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. 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 Cool. I didn't know which one was first and second. Yeah, I didn't either. Like nobody tells me numbers for that. <laughs> oh, sorry, you guys can't see my notes right in front of. Oh, um, also, by the way, if you're a Waze user, uh, <laughs> instead of uh, Apple or Google Maps, right now Waze is having this great thing where you can have Cookie Monster read your directions, <laughs> and it's awesome. And the best part about it is when there's a um, it, it when there's a, a like a caution ahead, it goes uh, it goes be careful. C is for careful. And also for cookie, nom, 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 nom. And it's real, like, it's hilarious. Uh, so if you're if you're a Waze user, you can turn on the Sesame Street stuff. They have, like, icons where you can pick your mood. And then you can have Cookie Monster read your directions. So I had I had Cookie Monster read me directions today. It was awesome. I never thought anything would top their, uh, their Morgan Freeman voice. Yes. So that might be it. 
<laughs> See, I have all of those downloaded, and they pissed me off because they changed the ability to go in and edit the, the sound files to administrator rights. And I just haven't had time to go in and, and you know, this is going to sound awful, but backdoor my way in and change it. But uh, I've downloaded the uh, the C-3PO directions, the, um, uh, who is it, um, T-Pain directions, and um, <laughs> uh, there's like two or three more that I've downloaded. Morgan Freeman and I think uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski, just because I want to be like, bro, turn left. And I'm like, Thanks, buddy. Um so who offers directions as Kit from Night Rider? Oh gosh, why? Or Mr. Feeney? I'm yeah. not super picky. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Or uh, Gordon Ramsay would be another good one. Um, you drive. The problem with Gordon Ramsay is I would intentionally yeah. not listen to it just to listen to Gordon Ramsay yell at me. Calls you a donkey and a donut for missing the turn. Slaps yeah. your hand on the side of your face and asks yeah. you what you are, and you have to scream shit sandwich yeah. before it'll give you the next direction. Yeah. You have to earn it, man. <laughs> you have to earn it. He's a treasure. I like him. He's a national treasure. We're regional. I, I like to think, can we can we say that we're uh, we're regional treasures? I was say we're pretty popular in the tri-state area. Yeah, I know. I know where. I know we have listeners in several different countries, but I feel like we're regional treasures. Like we're we're real popular in a region, and then we're like we we exist other places. But yeah, so I'm going to start saying that we're regional treasures, just for the record. Yeah. So okay. So I guess we'll start uh, if it's all right. We'll start with Julian's topic. Sure. Hit us with it. <clears throat> so, trying to I was trying to I was sitting there today, and I was trying to think of the best way to introduce this. Um, so if you're ever stuck in a hospital. <laughs> channel surfing. <laughs> oh no. Vlog in the morning because obviously there's nothing else going on. All you hear is the the screams of Eunice in the room next to her as she's falling out of the bed and she's hit the alarm. But the nurses are playing, you know, gin rummy or something in the other <laughs> room, and you're left helpless with nothing to do but watch TV. Like what happens when you something that uh, you haven't seen in years, or maybe you even forgot existed, or um, you had no idea existed. Um, when you, you rediscover one of those gems out of the most dire of situations or most random of situations. And my example is um, the 2007 uh, criminally underrated masterpiece from Eddie Murphy uh, known as Orbit. Oh, I... Third or fourth time he's played, you know, multiple roles. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's so terrible. Like it just it makes no sense. Like Norbert's just this mild mannered doofus with like a, a mini afro, and he's married to this gigantic, just awful bitch that he also plays named Rasputia. <laughs> <laughs> Save without laughing. Um, and then he also plays the the elderly Asian gentleman who <laughs> stereotypically runs a dry cleaner named oh, Mister yeah. Wong, and uh, who's basically like Norbert's adopted father um it's just i literally had forgotten because eddie murphy this was like that that stretch like in between shrek movies you know and after the clumps but really before um he kind of before they started planning all the the sequels to where he was doing pretty much hot garbage and yeah. uh, this isn't as bad as bowfinger <laughs> but i mean it's pretty bad <laughs> 
like it's it's basically a who's who of of people like um the apollo and uh def comedy jam era like you got eddie griffin you got um cat steve or cat williams cat stevens, cat stevens. <laughs> terrorist there's a get terrorist <laughs> um you had uh terry cruz was had just become pretty famous uh you got the guy who played uh what's his name the pain train from the gears of war video games um you just had a bunch of those people uh cuba gooding jr thandy newton um you know just a lot of those kind of characters that people that were just getting famous and it just it's this terrible movie about how he wants to leave his wife and hook up with his hot chick and start an orphanage. And it just it makes no sense. It's just completely over the top. But I have I have not laughed that hard in months. It may have been because of the surroundings. It may have been, you know, the mood I was in. But for me to see that movie, like it was the perfect time. Like I was laughing so loud the nurses came in and checked on me. And I wasn't even in the hospital. <laughs> He's like, sir, you, you need anything? I'm like, no, I'm good. Like laughter truly is the best medicine. Cause you guys have killed like three people this week. So they're like, okay. Well, they were concerned because they saw you were watching Norbit. And yeah. Laughing. They're like, we need to go check on him. We need to bring him to the sixth floor. Like we need, if we ever do another, let's watch, like we have to sit down and you guys just pay attention. That movie is fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, we'll do a, yeah, I think uh, our next poll, what's the worst eddie murphy movie? oh god that, there's there, dude there's oh, only so many options you can put you can only put 14 yeah, options like the middle of the downward swing of his career yeah, yeah i mean uh, bowfinger i mean even though it has steve martin is much worse yeah. uh, haunted mansion bowfinger bowfinger is hilarious if you've ever been on a movie production yeah. uh, it's it's basically a big inside joke but i think just comically norbit is much better like, you can only put 14 options on a poll, so I don't think there's enough room for all the crappy Eddie Murphy <laughs> movies to give it a fair vote. Okay, it's Haunted Mansion, yeah. with all this degree. God, on yes, that's so bad. And then, it's not funny, and it's ruining a cool IP. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's let's not even start about that, uh, the last episode of the new Twilight Zone, because holy, what, yeah, let's not even... Well, all I'm saying is we could have gotten a Disney's Haunted Mansion directed by Guillermo del Toro, and instead we got Eddie Murphy. I mean, it's not... Okay, okay. here's here's the question. Which <laughs> which Haunted Mansion movie is... Or no, I guess which is worse, Haunted Mansion or the Tower of Terror movie? The Steve Gutenberg made-for-TV movie. Uh, what has Steve Gutenberg? So Oh uh, yeah, like which which movie based on a Disney property is the worst? Ugh, those are both pretty bad. Okay, so so basically, what you're asking is, what's something that we've found again that we love, right, or that that has made us laugh and, or that we like? You, know, you just randomly stumbled upon, almost like a garage find for a car, or you know, you found that action figure at a garage sale or something. Like, what's something you just a property you stumbled across and either remembered or discovered that you loved yeah all right good deal i've got i've got one that uh, i was scrolling through tv the other day and and i have this thing about what i like to call finding things in the wild uh because your dvd your blu-ray collection is like the zoo and you can go and visit the animals anytime you want to and it, it's fine and it's fun and it's the experience that you know you you're used to but there's something about catching a good movie in the wild on TV. And sometimes, like my classic example of this used to be Major League, when the you love the movie, but it's so chopped up on TV that 
you know, you want to watch it, but then you miss like half of it. And my new example of that is Comedy Central has recently been playing, and I forgot how brilliant this movie is um, until I saw it being played on TV the other day and watched like two thirds of it until I realized they chopped it up real bad. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> the wrong kid died. Amazing. And I haven't thought about that movie in years. And it was on TV and I watched like, tw you know, two thirds of it. I watched, I watched a good hour of it. Uh, and, oh my gosh, just laughing my ass off at how good it is. How good it still is. And I think they did a uh, somebody did a piece on it and they talk about like as absurd as it is like all the minute details yeah that they literally researched and put in that movie from you know like the pantheon of rock history of all these insane artists like all the shit that they did and it all ended up in that movie and it's still you ask like all these famous musicians and they're like you know Spinal Tap and Dewey Cox like there's a lot of yeah. truth in both <laughs> those movies it's amazing from start to finish like all of the uh the cameo bit actors are just spot on and like every the casting is just perfect everything about it is just so damn funny it's it's so good they need to re-release that now because thanks to uh bohemian rhapsody and rocket man is getting a really good word of mouth too like we're yeah. kind of in like a new era of biopics about bands and musicians so they just need to like completely unchanged, don't like special edition. Just, no. just, just release Dewey Cox in theaters again. Yeah, just, because we're ripe for a. Because all those movies are the same fucking story. Oh yeah, same, absolutely. I came from nothing, and here's where you know my sunglasses came from, and here's where I got this idea, and now I'm famous. But guess what? Fame isn't that great. It's got problems, and I'm gonna go through a drug problem or a whatever, and my wife's gonna leave me, and it's gonna yep. be sad, but. It's okay. In the end, it'll be happy again, sort of. Like, it's the same VH1 behind the music shit every movie you get. When he's like... And, when... and that's what makes Dewey Cox so great, is it follows that formula to a T. Just, like, showing how absurd those movies are. He's like, he's like, we got married. And she's like, you're already married. He's like, you can't be double married, dude. And he's like, even if you're famous? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you need to provide for this family? I think I'm doing pretty good for an uneducated 14 year old. Because <laughs> yeah, it's John C. Riley playing like a 14 year old kid <laughs> yeah. at one part. Oh, it's so good. When he's like, um, oh gosh, it's just, it's so good. Like just from start to finish, it's just so funny. Oh, so yeah. I yeah. His dad like trained his body for the machete. Oh man, yeah. Just can we all agree John C. Riley is a national treasure? Oh God, yes. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, even his bad movies are good. He is good in every yes. movie. Whether the movie itself is bad, he is always good. Yes. I think that's the that's the line that I'm going to draw. Like that's the distinction. A thousand times, yes. Is yeah. he can be in some shitty movies and the movies are just terrible, but he will he'll be the one good thing. Yeah, he'll never not make me laugh. I mean, what was the movie where he was uh, the porn star in the Mark Wahlberg, uh, John Holmes movie, Boogie Nights? Yeah, yeah. Bo it was oh, fucking God. hilarious. Yes. 
He was in. No, uh, I'm going to watch Holmes and Watson just because. Uh, of uh, what yeah. was that movie uh, with that? Was it Ed Helms that was in? Um, uh, shoot, what was that movie? Uh, I just just had it in my head uh, where he's like uh, he goes to some conference and uh, John C. Riley is there and oh my god, like it's John C. Riley will take like even a small bit part and just make it awesome. And just wins me over every time. He's the only memorable character from Kong Skull Island. And I say that <laughs> loving Kong Skull yeah, Island. Yeah, movie's fantastic. But yeah, he's the he's the standout. He's kind of like um, he's kind of like uh, Danny McBride in uh, the Alien movie. Yeah. Where yeah, like I'm excited for Kong versus Godzilla, but I'd be even more hyped if it was John C. Riley versus Godzilla. <laughs> I would watch that movie too. I would watch John C. Riley like eat a sandwich, just like playing Wheel of Fortune at home. <laughs> and um, uh, fuck, what was it? Um, is that Leonardo DiCaprio was in Gangs of New York? Gangs of New York, yeah. yeah. When he in that he ended up being like one of the cops. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say it's that movie where Leonardo DiCaprio gets fucked by a bear. No. No. He plays the bear. He He plays the bear. (laughs) Very limited makeup in that one. Sasquatch on the Tenacious D TV show, so it wasn't too far. (laughs) He's the only good thing to come out of uh, Tim and Eric, which is terrible. And if you think that show's funny, you have terrible taste in comedy. (laughs) But John Z. Riley was amazing. Yeah, and what is it? Like, what's his character? It's... um... Doctor Stephen Brule, yeah. Doctor Stephen Brule, Brule's rules. Check it out. You dingus. He's yeah. He's he was on some talk show uh, to promote uh, Brule's rules season, whatever coming out on DVD, and he's straight like would not drop character. He was like, no, no, no. This is my friend, Doctor Steve Brule, who's got a show. You should support it. (laughs) They were asking him questions about the character of Doctor Steve Brule. He's like, I, this is my friend. Dr. Stephen Rule. <laughs> you should check out like, he would not <laughs> drop that fourth wall. It was awesome. He's he's great. Uh I've got two. One has a better story, but it's a worse movie. <laughs> All right. The other is a much better movie, but not as fun of a story. All so right. wait, let me guess. Did you lose your virginity to one? Oh no. no. Oh no. no. We're not no. talking about true lies today. Oh uh, no. whoa, hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Um, we're going to need to take a quick time out. Um, where's the sorry we're out of time music? Hold on. Gosh. Where, where is that? Because, oh, um, yeah, we're done here. This was, uh, God, like 2006-ish. Um, was on a cruise with the family. And wouldn't you know it, the day we disembarked to go on the cruise, guess who got a sinus infection? That uh, would be me. I'm guessing you, uh, yeah. So I spent, yeah, I spent three of the four days on the cruise in the cabin because I couldn't leave because I had that bad of a sinus infection. Ugh. And when you're stuck in your cabin on a cruise, the only thing you really had to do besides pester room service uh, is watch whatever random movies they have showing on the cruise ship. So in and out of, uh, uh, you know, NyQuil uh, sleep sessions, um, I pieced together because uh, they just kept playing it on repeat. Um, I watched the movie, uh, please hold your judgment for the end of the story, 
I watched the movie Pluto Nash about six times. Uh, where's the God, boo sound so effect? Bad. Hold on. Because <laughs> it just keeps replaying. So in and out of my Murphy movie by far. Uh, in and out of my Nyquil. No, we, we already see how much Honda Mansion is. Because uh, <laughs> Pluto Nash ruined a character no one cared about. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah no. it's not Mm-mm. a good movie. But and maybe it was just the Nyquil talking. Uh, I was entertained by it because it has kind of a... Uh, um, film noir-ish story. He's a nightclub guy who gets tied up into this like gang warfare thing and gets into shootouts and has a personal robot bodyguard and he goes to the moon and uh, I don't know where all the sci-fi shit comes from in the movie because if you just cut it down it could have been a decent uh, like detective comedy which we know he's great at because Beverly Hills Cop um, but they kept tacking on all this weird sci-fi shit which looking back now is entertaining just for the absurdity of it Uh Randy Quaid plays the bodyguard robot. Yes, even and though might be Randy Quaid's last role. Uh, enemy of the show. Before he just went batshit. Randy Quaid Sorry. is what we officially yeah. call him. Enemy of the show. Randy Quaid <laughs> is his official name now. now. If, you ever, if you ever wanted to see him playing a robot, uh, there you go. Uh, it's just it, it, so many weird decisions. It's got um, oh damn it, I can't think of her name now. Rosario Dawson is the love interest, which, like, she's gorgeous in the movie, and she's doing the best she can with what she's got. <laughs> she's got to play up to not on top of his game, Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah. yeah, just, again, um, I know people thought that is like, the worst movie ever. It's like has, like, a zero rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not <laughs> saying it's a good movie. Uh, but the only way I ever would have watched it was... I'm sick on a cruise ship and there's literally nowhere to go <laughs> and nothing else for me to do. Guess we're watching Pluto Nash again. I also watched Catch and Release a bunch. The um, Jennifer Garner, Timothy Oliphant, uh, My Best Friend Died rom-com. <sighs> no one remembers that one? Okay, yeah, so no, I, I remember that one. Yeah, no, it's, it's again, not a good movie. The, she's engaged to a dude and he dies so uh it's like the funeral and uh all of his best friends are like kind of worried about her and they're taking uh fucking kevin smith plays one of the the fian- dead fiance's best friends he's in that movie randomly uh and they're trying to like you know move on with their lives and timothy oliphant plays one of the best friends and him and john for garner short banging and yeah it's a whole thing um yeah i forgot that movie existed for a while but i was like oh yeah that's the movie from the cruise ship Yep, that's that's that cruise ship movie. Ooh. You know, but we so far we've had two Eddie Murphy movies on this. I know this is yeah, this well, is troubling. Of, of being trapped and having nowhere else to do, so an Eddie Murphy movie's on. That's what made me think of the cruise ship. Uh, this is this is troubling. This Eddie this Eddie Murphy streak is troubling, and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, this is making me very uneasy right now. I want you guys to know that this is not okay. Sorry. No, it's fine. We we'll recover. We'll recover from this. Julian, what else you got? Oh, you want you want to skip to? Okay, okay. This one's this one's. Uh, I I didn't pick a single movie. I picked a franchise. If that's okay. Oh. And it's now more than ever extremely relevant. Uh, because my deep down dirty secret 
that nobody really knows until right now is that up until my last two years of college, I never, I had seen a bit of one, got immediately turned off, hated it, and didn't get back to the franchise until very recently. And that is the Godzilla franchise. Saw part of a Godzilla movie, couldn't tell you which one it was because I hated it so much, watched it for about 10 minutes, could not stomach it, was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, click, done. Had no interest in ever watching another one, ever, and then um, several years ago, ended up um, stumbling upon a uh, a... Not the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. It was some other Godzilla. It was oh, one of the God. older. Okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't that one. I watched the riff tracks to that one, but um, that's okay. the only way that I can watch that one. Um, but watched one of the one of the classic Godzilla movies and uh, absolutely positively adored everything about it and have since had my heart broken by most of the recent Godzillas, just like everybody else. Oh, uh, agree to disagree. Uh, there's been a couple that have been good, but... There's been some that have been bad. Talking about the the Toho Studios Japanese ones. Uh, I'm talking about just Godzilla as a whole, like as a franchise. Um, okay. Like, I know it sounds like I, I lump them all together. Like, I don't separate country of origin um, because Obi John. I don't care about race. I don't care where it comes from. <laughs> I am open minded about my monster movies. Uh, I was more concerned about which continuity we were watching, <laughs> asshat, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, no, like, uh, I, yeah, I just, I just watch them to, uh, like, uh, what was it that, uh, that, that, was it Shin Godzilla? Yeah. Was fantastic, and I loved everything about it. That was the one that you and I watched, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I loved was everything. Was the one about the bureaucracy, about how to evacuate the city? Yeah. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that. Thought, thought it was great. Uh, a lot of meetings in that movie. Yeah, well, you know, at that, at that point in my life, I was having a lot of meetings, so it it, <laughs> it rang true to me. Uh, I had my heart broken by the uh, Brian Cranston fake-out, uh, bummed me out, but um, I have since been going back and watching the, um, the classics. I, I prefer the Japanese ones just because they're made so much better. Um, and when I say they're made better, not necessarily technically, but because it, you can actually feel like they give a shit about making it. They're not just like, meh, whatever. Um, but, uh, I've, I've, um, come to appreciate and enjoy Godzilla movies now. So I haven't seen the new one yet, but now I want to, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not just writing it off anymore. So. Well, King of the Monsters is amazing. Good. Uh, and if you have an appreciation for the old school Toho ones, you'll love this one that much more. That's what I wanted to hear. Because, yeah, this one, you know, we always talk about uh, you're into this kid. Yeah. Um, whatever they were trying to do in that 2014 one yeah. with the whole hide Godzilla and not show him until the end of the movie, Jaws crap and, and the Brian Cranston fake out and all that shit. And people just like, Hey, we just want to watch monsters fight. Yeah. That's uh, all I want. They have taken that. <laughs> they've taken that to heart. 
Good, because that was literally uh, me at the end of that movie. I said, I just want to watch monsters fight. Like, I don't really want to see, like, I don't want to follow a soldier for a long time. I don't want to watch a trailer that's really only the first 10 minutes because it fakes you out. Like, I just want to see, like, the... I'm going to go ahead and say it. The part I liked the least of Power Rangers, I like the most of Godzilla. Like, that's all I want to see. Uh, no, it. they... Uh... Again, I, I don't want to dive too. I want to get too far off. But yeah, the the new one uh, they have they have heard uh, the audience speak, uh, and they have given the audience exactly what they asked for. Uh, so if the franchise fails now, it's because you're all a bunch of asshats who didn't go to see it after they gave you exactly what you said you wanted. Yeah, I mean, there's humans in the movie, and there's some human storylines, but it's mostly uh, uh, to service the plot to get to the next giant fight. So. I like it because yeah, that was the it part. Perfect. It's the part of power Rangers that I liked the least. Like when it was just the make my monster grow and then they just fought. I like to see the actual, yeah. like, like Ranger in suit combat, but it's the part of Godzilla that I like the best. So I'm a really my, weird guy, man. I'm telling you. My biggest concern with this one is I don't know how you top what they just did. Oh, that's bold. So like, um, don't get me wrong. Uh, if I could, I would buy my ticket for Kong versus Godzilla right now. Yeah. I'm excited for that movie, but I don't really know if it's going to top what they just gave us. So, well, yeah, give them a try. Give them a right. to to steer this shit back on the top. You should yeah. uh, you should give those a second watch. You know what? I will, Mister. Awesome. How about that? Uh, Julian, do you have another story? Well, I mean, it was kind of along the same lines. I've spent a lot of time uh, in the hospital here recently, so I've been, this is how I've been, you know, inspired by all this. And I was trying to think, there was some other bullshit movie I watched. Probably the one that I, I really forgot even existed, um, even more so than Norbit, was the sequel to National Treasure, like Book of Secrets. Uh, like that one just, yeah. it just kind of sucks. It's just like, <laughs> uh, let's do the same thing. <laughs> yep. Like, it's terrible. Let's do the exact same thing again, except we'll add some intrigue. Like maybe their great grandfather was in on the plot to kill Lincoln. And then let's randomly throw in Helen Mirren, who at like 65 still has great tits. Because when she falls <laughs> down, you see him jiggle. And then John Boyd get I don't know if he gets a hand full of him or if he just kisses. Sequel. It's just, it's not even like good Nicolas Cage. Like he he never does anything like too crazy, except for like when he's him and uh, what's her tits are fucking like arguing at uh, Buckingham Palace. He does all the, he like yells all the stereotypical like British shit, like popping down to the pub to have a pint and talk about haggis and all this other shit. Like <laughs> if you take that 45 seconds to a minute, the rest of the movie that's the only part you need to watch because the rest of it is just it's just riley still a bitch <laughs> you know it's just ed yeah. harris is not as good of a uh, a villain as i mean harvey Keitel wasn't the villain in the first one but he was just a better antagonist than just because you know ed harris is oh my granddaddy was needs to be famous too and i'm like shut the fuck up this is just who cares fuck off it does one of my one of my biggest pet peeves on movie sequels is in the first movie we watched uh, Nicolas Cage and whatever her name is the blonde chick uh, like hate each Giant other Kruger. and then flirt and then get together yeah 
And in the second movie, because they end the first one when they're together, in the second movie, we have to break them apart so we can watch them get back together. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. like, no, just just leave them in a relationship and let that be the story. Like, that's one of my uh, my least favorite tropes is the, the couple that got together in the first movie. We have to break up just to watch them get back together in the second movie. You couldn't get the actress to resign because she <laughs> realized that the movie would never top the first one, like uh, Mila Kunis from Ted 1 to Ted 2. So then you get the chick that looks like Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just terrible. Uh, Which, bad runs, I hear to defend her. By the way, uh, happy birthday today but to I mean, uh, Mark Wahlberg, star of Ted. If you never watch like network TV, like do it because just like uh, Captain Chris was saying, like you see these neutered versions of yeah. movies, and like the old joke was always like the standard bearer was Scarface because the movie's you know three hours long, but once you take out all, all the violence and cursing and nudity it's about 28 minutes yep and that's what the, t- the tnt version was or snakes on a plane yeah it's like, get all, these <laughs> all right so uh or mother loving snakes off a plane or something you know it's just monday to friday plane. yeah there it is yeah. monday to friday plane yeah exactly so uh, diehard to upka mr falcon <laughs> So we, Mr. Falcon. Uh, I'm looking at IMDb. I do not see a Mr. Falcon in the cast. So that's our next you know, topic. We really ought to do uh, like a breakdown of the best. That's yeah. That's the, the next TV topic. Edits. Yeah. 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 Best, yeah. best TV version. Face Off be on there too. Because Face I mean, Off is a classic. And it's just like, where were like the last three gunfights and all the chicks snorting cocaine off each other's titties? Like that was yep. the, you took out the best part of the whole movie. Yep. That's got to be a topic is our favorite TV versions. I'm writing it down right now. Yes. Safe for TV edits. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah, fuck uh, Book of Secrets. <laughs> Fair. May have been the best part of that movie, too, um, just because he kind of gives, you know, what's his name, Ben Gates, a little bit of leeway, and he's, like, kind of involved and wants to help. It's like, that's kind of cool. You're, like, humanizing the president and stuff. And Bruce Greenwood's always awesome. So, yeah. except for that, Stephen mm-hmm. King, like Gregory's game or something, where he like has a heart attack in the middle of sex, and then a dog's like eating his face. Oh yeah, ew, <laughs> ew. Spoilers. Yeah, gross. It's been out a while. Uh, you know. Gross. So my other pick, uh, again, better movie, not as great of a story. Um, kids, come sit close. It's time for story time with Grandpa. <laughs> uh, there used to be these places you'd go to called. Video stores? What? Yeah, you would go, you would leave your house and go to a store that had physical copies of movies in it. And you would walk the aisles and pick one out and then pay money to rent it and then drive home and watch it. Fake news. Uh, And then forget to return it and get a bunch of late fees and come back like five days later and pay them off. That part's true. Uh, Yep. Fake news. Uh, my local one was Premier Home Video, rest in peace. Mm. Um, who it, it was? It was one of the last mom and pop video stores. It wasn't a chain. There wasn't a you know they weren't all over town. It was just this one. Um, the staff was always super cool and nice. Um, you know, it was my dream job. Thanks, clerks. Um, but I was in there one night, uh, being me, uh, because why scroll Netflix at home when I can go to a store and do the same thing? Yeah. Uh, I was walking up and down the aisles trying to find something to watch. I wanted something, something I hadn't seen before. I couldn't find anything. 
Uh, it was probably getting close to closing time, and they were trying to get rid of me. So finally, the dude came over and was like, hey, man, are you looking for anything in particular? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm in like a horror mood. I don't really know what. And then the dude was super nice. And uh, it reminded me of when people come into the liquor store and they're looking for a bottle of wine. And I'll go through, well, are you looking for something, you know, heavy bodied or something lighter? And uh, like he literally was like, are you looking for like a, like a body horror or like uh, like a slasher horror? You know, like broke down the horror genre <laughs> for me so we could narrow down what I was looking for. Um, and we settled on a movie that I had completely forgotten existed. Uh, and when and didn't realize until I got home to watch it that I'd never seen the uncut version of this movie. I'd only seen the edited for TV version. Um, he recommended because I said when I was looking for something maybe a little more psychological. Um, the the diamond in the rough of the John Carpenter collection in the mouth of madness. Ooh, good movie. Again, I had forgotten this movie existed. I remember seeing it on like TNT when it debuted <laughs> back in the whatever, you know, mid 90s. Yeah. Uh, and I'd forgotten this thing existed. I got home and it's it's um, very Lovecraftian. It's a, 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 a publishing agent uh, who basically is, is in charge of like a, a not Stephen King character uh, who's whose newest novels coming out. And there's all kinds of like fervor about, you know, the, the novel coming out. Um, but he's disappeared. So his, the publishing company sends him out to try to find him. Uh, so it's kind of a detective story. Um, I won't get too far into it because I don't want to ruin stuff, but it turns into a mind fuck of a movie um, complete with, you know, doors to hell and Lovecraftian creatures and shit. <laughs> it's amazing. Um it's got Sam Neill from Jurassic Park as the main actor. Um, it's it's so good, uh, and I had, I had totally glossed over you know in the in the the Carpenter filmography. I'd forgotten this one was in there. Um, so thank you, random guy at the video store <laughs> that night, whose name I have long forgotten. Um, Yeah, who would have thought that uh, the polite way of saying every time I do searches, you know, for trying to get background on a new movie or something that I need to watch, or you know, I'm in some third world country and I've got basic internet and I can watch random shit. Like I always try to find movies, like, and I keep putting that on my list. I don't know why. It's just it's it's always on. Like it's like my Netflix queue. Like it's got tons of movies that I'll probably never ever watch, but it just makes me feel good knowing that they're there. (laughs) that's one of them like i love sam neill obviously i love uh john carpenter so i just i just need to sit down and watch it one of these days it's good it's fantastic yeah it's really really good uh lovecraft too like i love uh you know cthulhu and all that crazy shit so i'm I'm totally down for it it's right up my wheelhouse but i just haven't watched it again yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good choice. Well, that's a lot of Thank you. Good choice. It reminds me a lot of that uh, Alan Wake game, which is a fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I like, we can sit here and wax poetically about you know Nicolas Cage TV movies and Eddie Murphy and. No, no, let's not. <laughs> the, the sunset. So my other career. pick was. <laughs> sometimes you're just sitting around, and you want to watch Eddie Murphy. No, uh, no, no. Uh, solving murder cases. So I'm here talking about Metro. Oh my God, uh, no! <laughs> oh my God, no! <laughs> I'm just trying to pick random Eddie Murphy movies uh, now. Oh jeez! What's the other one um, where he's like a gangster uh, and they talk about the sun, the girl with the sunshine pussy? Uh, uh, not boomerang. What's the other one that came out right around that same time? 
Have we talked about the golden child yet? Oh my show? god, this is this oh, is turning into like the audio equivalent of an ice cream headache. Oh my god. We talked about Red Sonia. Ugh. Golden child. For some reason, I always think those movies are the same thing until I remember one of them's got Bridget Nielsen, the other one's got Eddie Murphy. No, no. <laughs> difference, yeah. Same thing. Over, no, no, we're done. I can't so, talk about wait, Eddie Murphy anymore. You don't want to talk about a vampire in Brooklyn? Oh my god, I can't do this oh, anymore. God. <laughs> That movie's just so bad. Like, so, so bad. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, what if Eddie Murphy is oh my a God. on a reality TV show who's paired up with the begrudging old partner played by Robert De Niro? We'll call it Showtime. Uh, really funny. I'm going, to, says, I'm going to strangle myself with this microphone like cord. <laughs> I'm going to be Eddie Murphy... So he decides to voice a donkey in a movie who falls in love with a dragon. Oh my god. But then again in another movie. So his his voice acting career has come full circle. Because that motherfucker was in Mulan. About that. I'm gonna hang myself with this microphone cord. I feel like this is just been a, this is this has more been a rediscovery of Eddie Murphy's career than it has been anything. Well, I can safely say I'm going to make this hard transition well, that like, here. That, uh, was that old school Blackula. Uh, like Blackula was actually, you know, it was, it, it was the black exploitation film. It was it was tongue in cheek. It knew what it was. It was funny. But Vampire in Brooklyn was just so bad. Yeah, not good. Even like the makeup when he turns into like his vampire version is just awful. Uh, have you are you guys done? Have you got Eddie Murphy out of your system yet? Well, next week we'll talk about the forgotten filmography of Eddie. Oh Murphy, God, can we not? We'll do a deep dive, like a whole episode. Of okay, it. so now is the time to tell you I that think I we will, could. We I'm not going to be on next week's like show. Themed episode just about oh. like reimagining someone's career. All right, so I'm not going to be on it next week's show. So wrong. I'm out. I'm out next week. That's what you're saying. Hugh Grant. It would be getting the blowjob from the trainee or wherever <laughs> she was. Either either way, yeah. Uh-uh. It was with the trainee. Uh, well. Who was Hugh Grant? The, I think Eddie Murphy was the trainee. The Englishman who went up a hill. It was with and a chick like named Honey Brown or something. Came but down on a trainee. She caught, she made like a bunch of money and like went to rehab or something, got her shit together and like paid off her daughter's college or something. Like she, she had a complete turnaround. She's like a lifetime movie now. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. You know, if that's what you want to do with your life, I guess. I don't know, but you know, uh, you know who hasn't, um, <laughs> shared the joy of Eddie Murphy is our friend Martha Gildner Yay! who's been reading us the classics and I don't know if you guys are ready for another classic but we've got oh, wait, we're not padding for time I'm actually I'm actively researching more Eddie Murphy <laughs> oh god no uh, so what's happening 
Yeah, I don't even know what's going on anymore. So, uh, uh, Martha Gildner has been sending us classics. I got a new, I got an email with new, uh, we got, we got more. So, uh, this is an all new one. You guys ready for, uh, what the new classic? Are we going to take bets on what it is? Oh yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys want to take a guess and see what it is? Take a guess. Ooh, uh, I bet it's a power outage because there's severe thunderstorms in like Western Kentucky right now. Yeah. It's, it's actually a, uh, it's a reading of the in your house, beware of dog where the power goes out. <laughs> and now the power slam. Oh, the power's out. Oh, no, it's not that. It's not that. And that was my awful impression that I feel bad about. <laughs> Sorry. I am going to guess it is the Roy Batty death speech from Blade Runner. Okay. Good guess. That's a solid Swing for the fences. Solid choice. Yeah. All right. So bear with me for a minute um, because I have to do this in a couple parts. Uh, but here we go. Uh, this is the new this week's. Uh, what is it? Quotes the quotes the classics. I'm just going to go ahead and play it. Oh, wait, whoops, 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 nope, nope, sorry, sorry, I hit the wrong button, hit the wrong button. Alright, let's try this. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Martha Gildner Quotes the Classics. There it is. With your host, Martha Gildner. That's better. just made me feel so good about everything you can't not get pumped when you hear that man of Martha Gildner quotes the classics with Martha Gildner Fine, can you hear me? yeah Okay. I can hear you apparently Julian can't hear me uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna lost Julian 
Oh no! Do we... no I'm still here. I just can't oh, hear okay. anything. Okay. Oh. I can hear you just fine. I can't hear Flanagan at all. That's weird. That's going to make the uh, well, rest of the show real interesting. <laughs> thank you, Martha, yeah. for submitting uh, that amazing rendition of the uh, Bill Pullman speech from Independence Day. Yeah, that was a good pick. That was that was a solid, solid entry, and I look forward I mean, to what's next. There's lots of great battlefield speeches to pick from. You mm-hmm. know, there's the, the uh, Henry V St. Christmas Day speech. There's Braveheart. Yeah. I mean, but uh, look, nothing does look like Independence Day, man. That's true. One of the reasons that sequel was so fucking terrible. (laughs) You just kept waiting for Bill Pullman to give another giant ass speech, and he doesn't. No. There's a moment where you think you're about to get it. Like he's on a flight deck, and everyone just like stops and what they're doing and gathers around him. You're like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Nope. Nothing. All right. Hold on. Let me try something real quick. Let me try one thing real quick. Okay. Does that help? I'm guessing Julian still can't hear me. I tried. I don't know. I'm guessing not. No. I don't know. No. No, I can't. I can hear you, but I cannot hear him. That's so strange. That's, That's weird. That's so strange. I don't get it. I don't get what's okay, happening. I'll just be Sigourney Weaver from Galaxy Quest, and everything Flanagan says, let us report back to Julian. <clears throat> the ship is entering hyperspace. No, there is not another beryllium spear in the. What if I? Uh, what if I do that and I trade out microphone ports? Does that help? Uh, does it help if he puts his dick on the microphone? Yeah. I think is what he said. Does that help? That's yeah. not. That, Can no. you hear him now? No. It hurt. <laughs> yeah, it it can't hurt. It didn't hurt, uh, but I guess it didn't help. Well, that's just weird. I don't understand what's happening, but I guess this is the sequel to Limp to the Barn. <laughs> I guess that's just what's uh, happening. I guess that's just what's happening. Well, can you guys both hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, then we're going to make this work. All right, Uh, here we go. We're in this together. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, uh, Martha. Keep sending them. We love them. Uh, You are my new favorite segment on this show. (laughs) Um, And if if, listeners, if you have speeches you would like to hear, Mm -hmm. Martha Rise. Martha Rise. Yeah, that's a word. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Shoot us suggestions. Uh, you can email us at iheartsamos at gmail.com. Boom. Um, let us know or just check us out on Facebook and shoot us a message. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's keep that going. I love it. Uh, let's keep this show going. Yes. Uh, today's final topic. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, you have um, an announcement to make. Oh, oh shit, I do. Let me you back do. <clears throat> See, this is, this is why you're in charge. <laughs> Because it's my own thing to announce, and I already forgot. Yeah, it's okay. Um, before we jump into today's final topic, eh, yeah, uh, big news. Uh, if you are a fan of the show, we're sorry. Uh, yeah. If you're a fan of the show and want to come see us live, Ooh. you are in luck. Yeah. If you live in the Kentucky Commonwealth, uh, you can now see us. It's a little ways off, so you can work your calendar and plan for it. October 11th. In Louisville, Kentucky. Hey. Sorry, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Uh, at the Ramada Plaza uh, and Conference Center. Uh, the Imaginarium 
2019. A uh, um, little bit of a convention, a little bit of a writer's workshop, all kind of rolled into one. There's cosplay, there's gaming events. It's if you're if you're into nerd stuff, it's got something for you. Um, yours truly, Obi John Kenobi, uh, has just been named the director of cosplay events. Ooh. So, um, not only will I be there helping. The- contest and uh we've got a bunch of fun um um panels cosplay related going on um we taught nerdy to me will be there all weekend um we will be doing uh, some live shows uh i believe if things work out properly we may be bringing back our after hours show Ooh, um, it's the return of the thank you for being a friend with benefits tour exactly oh uh <laughs> and uh he doesn't know it yet he's finding out about it on air um but captain chris may or may not be doing a how to do a podcast seminar hey which i believe he's already done once yeah uh, and normally that's a 15 dollar class value <laughs> <laughs> well now it's included with mission hey uh, to the imaginarium uh you can look it up on facebook or the uh enter the imaginarium one word.com um and we'll make a post we'll about it too say what we'll make a post about it too uh we'll post okay. like we'll, we'll share the page and then uh we'll uh we'll make a post about um like us being there and uh stuff like that but we'll we'll spread uh, again, the word it's not till october it's october yeah. 11th to the 13th so you've got time to get off work and uh save up and plan um it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a very different kind of thing for us because um, it's not all about, you know, walking around and buying shit at the vendor hall. Um, it's, it's a lot more um, panel and seminar uh, kind of oriented. Um, it's going to be lots of cool stuff. Uh, but if you're into anything nerd related, if you're into. Yeah, if you're into all that stuff, I think uh, we might have lost John. Hold on. I'm going to see. Uh, we're going to try and get engineer Paul Frankie in here to try and uh, fix some of this stuff because uh, I think we might be we might be experiencing some technical difficulties here. So let's see if we can't figure this out. Let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Let's try this and see if this is better. Hey, buddy. Maybe. Maybe. We're experiencing some technical difficulties here. Please, please stand by uh, while we correct this issue um, and figure this out. Hey, buddy, can you hear me? We're trying to get this uh, back uh with everybody here um let's see here let's see if we can't get everybody back on the call and see if we can't get this show back maybe maybe this is the fun part of doing it live hey hello hey hey the hell i don't know okay is julian here too you hear me? Hey, I can hear you. Can you hear me? 
I can hear you now. Hey, oh, we fixed it. On? That was weird. Paul Frankie, engineer Paul Frankie, deserves a raise now because he fixed whatever it is that was causing a problem. So, hey, here Jeez. we are. We're back. We're back now. Uh, so, yeah, Imaginarium, con, uh, Imaginarium yes. con, uh, ish, ish con, uh, whatever it is. I don't know if <laughs> Enter it's... Entertheimaginarium.com. That's October the October 11th to the 13th in Louisville. Check it out. Check us out. It's going to be a good time. So you'll be hearing about it a lot more between now and then. Oh, yeah. We may have another radio ad like we had for Conapalooza, which was fun. Um but uh, yeah, so that's that's an exciting time. I was I was uh, gonna ask you when it would be legal for me to post about that. I had to check with our legal department to find out when we could officially announce stuff. But uh, um, when you when when we know for sure like times and dates and exactly what we're doing and stuff, we'll uh, pass that along to everybody. We'll make a post about it and all that stuff to how you can uh, uh, join us in historic downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Remember, it's not a word; it's a throat noise. It is. It is. I like to say it like Bob Dylan when I'm like, That's If you're ever watching a movie and someone claims to be from Kentucky or around Kentucky, and they say Louisville, oh, wrong. Nope. Fake. Wrong. Hashtag fake news. Big phony. Yep. You're a big fat phony. Yeah, that's how it happens. Cool. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap this shit up. Tonight's yes. final topic. Uh, now that I think we can all hear each other. I think we can. Uh, so in the news, um, in, well, okay, in a very specific niche of the news in the world of nerd-related <laughs> or nerd-themed theme parks. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is getting a cool new expansion. Um, they have a brand new roller coaster about uh, riding on Hagrid's motorcycle and seeing Fantastic Beasts. Um, it's got a fancier name than that, but I forget what I like that um, name. That's a good name. <laughs> Hagrid's Motorcycle and Seeing Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. The Ride. Uh, that's opening, I think, sometime this year. Um, it looks awesome. And more importantly, um, Disney's answer <laughs> to getting people back in their park after everyone went and jumped ship to go check out Harry Potter World, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge officially opened last week. Yep. Um, we will have a lot more about that because, believe it or not, uh, one of our um, – uh, what do you call a, a person on our new show who goes and does segments? Our uh, correspondent. One of our correspondents. Uh, the uh, i got to come up with a fancy name for him. Uh, my brother, Scott, uh, spent a night in the park uh, after hours because um, he's got that kind of pull. Uh, so he's actually right. been there. I've, I've even seen it. I've even got a, a a sound for the segment. You ready for this? This is going to be good. Yes. Uh, so when we have a correspondent uh, that gives us news, uh, this is the opening for it. Uh, it goes a little something like this. In a world where owning a radio was strictly forbidden, yeah. One man found a way to bring good news to his people. Yeah. He made it up. Yeah, so he's just going to make up stuff, uh, except for the fact that they ran out of sporks. That's true. <laughs> Everything else that he's going to tell you is a fabrication, but that's a, that's our opening for the news. Is, uh, it's, it's, we make it up, even though it's true, but we pretend that we make it up. It's, uh, it's real. I've got a great picture of it. Did you get into the Florida one? No, so the Florida one opens in August. Yep. The, the right. one that opened now is, is um, California. Yep. Okay, so he went to – oh, god damn. That's right? Awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, no, uh, trust me, as soon as I get a hold of them, I'll get all the details. <laughs> Plankton, from what I've seen, is it, it really feels like it's literally just like 
you go and eat the weird food and drink the blue or green titty milk. Yep. And then uh, ride, cool. that's and that's it. Yeah. Like the whole thing yeah, is so the, the is designed about like building your lightsaber and taking pictures. That's about it. Yeah, I so it's it. it's it it is literally their answer to their competition to Harry Potter World. So Harry Potter World is hey check out Butterbeer, Star Wars Galaxy Edge hey we've got blue milk, Harry Potter World um, uh, pick out a, a cool wand, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge build a lightsaber, um, and when Harry Potter World opened it was the the only ride there was the. Um, uh, whatever it's called, the the Hogwarts ride, uh, which is a great ride. I don't mean it to belittle it, but this is opening with Pilot the Millennium Falcon or Crew the Millennium Falcon, I should say. You and yeah. nothing, six people. That's, uh, a, six that's person a lot. Crew. Yeah, uh, there's like pilot, co-pilot, two gunners, and I don't know what they made up for the other. Uh, but everyone literally like you're not just like strapped in watching the ride happen. Like you actually have like buttons to push and stuff to do to pilot the Falcon. Um, there is another ride coming down the line, um, Rise of the Resistance, which is supposed to be like the most immersive, um, in-depth theme attraction Disney's ever done. Um, so I'm, I'm anxious for the hype. But um, anyway, he's been there. He's seen it. We'll have him on. He already promised to come on the show and tell us all about it. Good. But uh, believe it or not, I'm not here to talk about just that. Uh, but with those things happening, with the, the um, further... <laughs> I love that we live in a world where nerd culture is now popular culture, uh, where theme parks are spending literally billions of dollars to bring these worlds uh, like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and, and, and the, the world of Star Wars, bring them to life. Uh, and Disney especially has pulled out all the stops with Galaxy's Edge where the, the employees aren't just a uniform themed into that land. They're literally characters in that world, they all have names and backstories. Uh, so it is literally you are stepping into a planet in the Star Wars universe. Uh, literally, if, you, if you're trying to find um, Savvy's workshop where you go to build your lightsaber, there's no sign saying Savvy's lightsaber workshop. There's a banner with a lightsaber symbol on it. And if you walk up and ask somebody, hey, is this where I built a lightsaber? They won't say yes. Because in that world, that planet is controlled by the First Order. And if you have a lightsaber, you can get arrested for it. So you go there and ask them if they have any scrap. And then they pull out, they show you all the parts for the lightsaber and stuff. But literally, that's the level of attention to detail they put into it. Uh, And I love that that's a thing now. Like like Disney's like, no, no. It's like Knights of the Old Republic, but real. Yeah, like they are hardcore awesome. catering to the fandom. Yeah, uh, and I'm super excited because when the the hotel opens, you get to become a character. And for 48 hours between the hotel and the that section of the park, you never leave Star Wars theming. Uh, but anyway, really, I'm not here to talk about that. <laughs> I promise about that. I can. <laughs> I've watched so many goddamn videos. Um, so with that in mind, with the idea of uh, nerd culture and super immersive theme parks, what movie or TV show or a cartoon, what, what fictional world do you want to see come to life as a theme park attraction? Um, <clears throat> what would it look like? What are some of the attractions? Um, I thought that'd be a fun topic. Um, so if you want, I'll I'll kick it off, um, and then I'll shut the hell up. I promise. (laughs) Um, so I was really kicking around like what is, because you want something that a has mass popularity and b is something that 
you don't want to spend like $3 billion building a theme park for an IP that is kind of on the downward spiral. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at what has legs, what has staying power. And there's one franchise that I think is nearing its 30th anniversary um, that has endured already in different cultures and different countries. Um, and one that definitely hits that merch button. Uh, like, you know, part of Galaxy's Edge is, hey, look at all the cool shit you can buy. Um, this world would fit that theme, too. Um, the Mighty Morphin Zone. Yes. Uh, a Power Rangers themed park or extension of a theme park, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but a, a completely immersive Power Rangers theme park area. Uh, you, you can change the name. That's just the catchy thing that came to my head. Uh, but the centerpiece, uh, so the centerpiece of Harry Potter is Hogwarts. The centerpiece of uh, Star Wars is the Millennium Falcon. So the centerpiece of this park is the old school Mighty Morphin Air Command Center. Uh, I don't care how much it costs uh, to get the rights from that weird observatory in California. You just fucking pay it. Uh, <laughs> no one no one looks at that and goes, oh, hey, it's that, concert, that observatory from California. Like, no, yeah. that's that's the command center. Um, that's the centerpiece. Uh, you walk in and there's a giant full-on Zordon in the head in the tube. Um, there's really cool technology they have now in Disney parks where you see a character on the screen and really it's a person behind closed doors looking at you through cameras and through mocap. Uh, it looks like the screen is talking to you in real time, but really it's a person behind the screen. They do that with uh, Turtle Talk with Crush and um, um, the Laugh Floor and Monsters, Inc., um, where it looks like it's a cartoon on the screen, but really it's being animated in real time and it's an actor like talking back to you. So using that same technology, we have Zordon's floating head and Zordon is always talking to you uh, or answering questions. You get to meet Zordon, quote unquote. Um, see lots of cool props from the shows. Uh, the main ride is a, a uh, Zord piloting simulator. Um, think uh, like Amazing Spider-Man or Transformers the Ride-ish kind of thing where it physically moves from screen to screen uh, and then turns into it. So it's part motion simulator, part really moving you around. Um, get crazy with it if you want and do some of the uh, incorporate the Millennium Falcon where you get to pilot. So like maybe everybody has a, a crew position or a button or something. So you feel like you're actually piloting it. Um, there's a, a uh, another part of the park where you have a recreation of Zed's castle or Rita's castle on the moon and that gets a little more like haunted house-ish so there's an entire ride built on you're, you're, you're sent by by um, Zordon on a special mission to infiltrate Rita's castle and steal some MacGuffin type thing so Rita and Squat and Babu and all the villain characters are there um, and it turns out the thing you're there to steal back is the Green Ranger coin oh. yeah I know um and then, of course, uh, you can go build your own morpher. Uh, so, like, Harry Potter does this whole thing where you, like, figure out what core your wand kind of corresponds to your personality. Uh, so do some shit like that, and literally you discover what your spirit animal or what your your zord would be, and you get to make your own custom power coin. Uh, and then you can put that coin into a whole bunch of different morphers that you can buy there. Because, uh, hey, it's all about that merch. Um or, you know, you could, what color Zeo crystal are you and buy your own Zeonizer or however you want to do it. It'd be cool if they do sort of uh, like make a new Ranger team just for this park. And the only place to get like the Morpher for that team is at this park. All kinds of ways you could do that. Um, 
I think that's all I've got. I've blown my wad. I'm going to shut up now. Well, first of all, way to take an idea that was on my list and do it so much better than me. <laughs> like, because... Sorry, that's the only one I had, so that I have nothing... I was super psyched because I was like, oh, Power Rangers would be cool. And then, yeah, you just like decimated everything that I had because my notes were like a third of that. And that's so much cooler than what I had. So, um, sorry, buddy. No, it's cool because, yeah, I would go there like a lot. Like, that would be awesome. Like, that would be everything about that is fantastic. And I love every bit of it. So, no, right. uh, very, very, very well done. Thank you. Um, Julian, are you awake still? Sorry. Yeah, I was just I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Captain Chris. Like I had like a kind of like a joke answer to this because I really couldn't think uh, of a good property. Um so I'm, I'm like scrambling trying to make it better because you just you totally fucked me up on that one. That was fantastic. That, you should have love theme parks. Uh, the rest of us go first so we don't embarrass ourselves. Yeah, I know, right? All right. Yeah. All right, you guys go as re-edit it. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, we'll just right. we'll just edit this. All right, I got one that I think is uh, close to uh John's heart but I think would be really cool because it combines a lot of different things that are seen in other parks and other, um, other attractions that when you combine it all together and slap this license on it, it could be really, really awesome. Very intrigued. So, you know, you talked about, you know, designing your own morpher and designing your own, um, different things, right? Like Harry Potter lets you pick a wand. What if you were able to, um, you know, d- pick your own, uh, that comes with standard, uh, standard gear, but then you can kind of customize your own, uh, armor and weapons and, uh, join a group of your friends, group of maybe like six or eight people, you know, of your closest friends, uh, to travel the alien saga as a theme park destination where you and a bunch of your friends, it starts out in cryo sleep and you, you know, you're aboard the ship and then something happens and everybody's domes wake up and you know, you, you identify this distress signal and you go and, um, you know, explore this planet. And then suddenly something happens to somebody and you get to customize, you know, you, you are the, basically like the, the crew. Right. And so it has different, different, uh, different things you can do. Like you can control the bridge and the decisions you make change how the story unfolds. Um, at some point when you identify that there's a problem, Oh, you get to gear up and kind of become space Marines. And you get to customize some of your weapons so you can have somebody that, you know, launches grenades off of their, their rifle or, uh, you know, you can, you can edit that a little bit. Um, and then it all ends with everybody who has survived gets to go up against the big queen alien at the end. And so you have things like you can incorporate rail shooting, you can incorporate, um, you know, split up in seek and find missions, um, you know, interacting with some of the technology to customize the story. So kind of like, um, there's, you know, a few rides at, at Disney and at other parks where, you know, there's multiple tracks that you can go through. This would Mm kind of be like that, where the decisions you make, and there's so many predetermined paths, but you can kind of, you know, jumble the middle pieces. 
Right. And, uh, you know, you have certain people that get infected with certain things and the decisions you make adjust how many aliens there are and which kind and like all that stuff. Um, maybe somebody in your group is a traitor and working for the corporation and you just don't know. And so this goddamn robot. Yeah. Somebody could be a robot. Like we could go as a, as a podcast and Koran is a robot. Like we don't know. I just, um, I just want you to know, <clears throat> I'm so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't go as in depth, uh, as, as, as you did, uh, because I'm not, I'm not as it's, it's been a while since I've seen all of the alien movies, except for the first one and the last one. So, um, there's, there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of things that you can incorporate into it. There's a lot of things you can bring in that I didn't reference. Um, but you know, especially with alien and aliens being so different, uh, you could bring in multiple things to kind of expand it out for, um, you know, different ride type features. You can buy dog tags for your souvenirs or t-shirts with your squad on it. Like you get to custom name your squad you can buy custom merch for it. So you can always remember the times where you fought the, the, the queen alien, um, maybe bring home, um, you know, if you, if you meet certain objectives, you can, uh, take home a replica egg. Um, you can buy a replica egg to bring home with you, um, from your mission that maybe one day will hatch. You don't know. Um, and cause all kinds of other problems. So, um, I think alien is just one of those that you can do, you know, flying stuff. You can do riding, you can do rail shooting, you can do, um, you know, group explore, uh, there's a bunch of different things that, that you can use and it's a well-known franchise that's now owned by Disney. So they've got the resources to actually make like an alien world. I love that idea so much. And it would be a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> and that even got me excited. Like I'm only a very, very, <laughs> very casual alien fan, but anytime I can like carry around a pulse rifle, right? And fuck up aliens. Like, I'm in. Like, how that cool, would be so cool. How cool would it be? It would be like a mix of, you know, roller coasters and rides and video screens and paintball and, you know, or like laser tag or something like, like all these things just mixed into one. Fuck yeah. I think it'd be great. I would, uh, if I can riff on your idea a little bit. Yeah, please do. I would, I would do an entire like section of a park as themed to alien and i would literally do <clears throat> because and you brought this up like the movies are so different yeah i would do more of have one attraction where it's more theme of the first one where it's more of like survival horror where it'd be like an actual haunted house kind of deal <clears throat> uh but i love your idea about waking up in the cryopods so like you, the way you enter the park is like through the cryopod and you're in darkness and like the the haunted house is the ship and there's an alien or several aliens loose on the ship and you have to like your your objective is basically sort of like an extended escape room in a haunted house kind of thing like your objective is get out um so you're like running through the ship and in, in uh, you know different rooms like this like face hugger room where you walk in there's just like a face hugger egg open and the lights go out and then stuff starts like scurrying around the darkness or whatever uh and then do um like a uh an alien uh men in black alien attack-esque kind of ride uh, or, you know, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, where, like you said, where, like, you're in a vehicle um, uh, moving through a track, uh, but, like, make that more of the, the Aliens game where you've got the pulse rifle and you're shooting stuff. Yeah. Because um, then you could have, because Men in Black has, rather than, like, 
you know, cardboard targets up on the wall, they have like full animatronic aliens you shoot at. And you could really easily replicate that where like your, you know, make your ride vehicle like a, a, a mini APC from aliens. And uh, you're, everyone's got your pulse rifle and you're, again, you're like in a mad dash to escape or something. Uh, you've got to like shoot your way out. And then your big confrontation with the queen at the end, like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be awesome take my money right now yeah right yeah 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 yeah. disney imagineering we work cheap we will and we will do a really good job except for me i'll just be in the back checking out chicks well you're our supervisor (laughs) so it's okay you supervise us doing a good job and it's fine yeah i mean i'm i'm almost i'm almost just going to put my headphones down and just go to the bathroom and sit and (laughs) sob because i i can't come up with anything that good so my, when you said this, like my immediate reaction was, um, as, as stupid as it is, because it's basically already, this is the theme of the TV show, but I want Westworld in real life. Yeah. Like yes. I want to go somewhere to where I dress up as a cowboy. I can pick to be either a good guy or a bad guy. I can go out on, uh, I can either ride a horse or I can just walk around and there's different areas of the park and there's different storylines that I can interact with. I can either sit in the bar and just drink fucking rock gut frontier whiskey and bang prostitutes the whole time, or I can go scalp some Indians or I can go fight at the Alamo or, uh, just any number of things. I can be like a treasure hunter. I can go looking for the maze. You know, it's just, I want to experience, you know, that time of the American West. I want to be, I want to be doc holiday in tombstone. I want to, I want to have a gunfight with at the okay corral. I want to go out looking for Johnny Ringo. I want to kill anybody with a red sash. You know, I just basically it'd be more tombstone, the park rather than maybe Westworld, but Westworld was the basis for my idea. So either that or completely (laughs) beyond that or completely opposite of that, even farther back in time, I want a Viking themed, um, we go and drink mead. Uh, we get fake beards that they braid, and we can get uh, painted on tattoos, or we can like fucking uh, use an axe and sculpt a boat, or we can just have axe throwing contests. We can learn how to sword fight. You know, we can raid the English. Anything where I get to go back in time and pretend to be like a, a, a badass yeah. from the my two favorite uh, eras in world history would just be fucking fantastic. And it's almost like Westworld itself. Like you could have Viking land, you could have samurai worlds, you could have um, whatever the new steampunk or whatever the new one is going to be, or cyberpunk or no, whatever. Pirate land. Pirate land. Yeah. You could yes. do, like the possibilities are endless inside of that, you know, that small world. But I would spend all my time uh, with rock good whiskey and prostitutes, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame you on that one. Yeah. I would do anything to like, if you could, if I could pull a total recall and like they just implant those memories in my mind that I went and had the best time ever, I'd be cool with that too. Well, it'd be fucking awesome. Better that than they implant you with Demolition Man memories, I guess. So, <laughs> oh, God, I know how to knit now. I'm not sure what that's going to do. <laughs> no, that's uh, I totally with you on that one, Julian. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. A- anything that reaches that level of uh, immersion, I'm totally down for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't want to go and sit in a sweat tent and talk about my feelings or have like a peyote trip and try and figure out you know, where my soul is in the universe. I want to take a six shooter and like shoot other dudes in the face with it. It just. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go play Cowboys, but like really, really, really intense. <laughs> Me, we're in, uh, where were we? Gatlinburg and we were at the like little shooting gallery thing. Like, that yeah. was awkward. 
That was so much fun. We sat there for like a half hour just pumping dollars into that thing, just having a blast. Like, yes, I want to do that. Like, I'm down. Yeah, that would be so much fun. And I like Westworld, the show. The second season wasn't really as good as the first, but still, the idea is fantastic. Yeah. And I'm also... Yeah, the trailer first season was three. No, not yet. Oh, Go God, watch you gotta it. watch it. All right. Yeah. It's... It's one of those things where, like, me and Julia watched it uh, the first time together, right after Game of Thrones, and we're both like, "The hell's this? What's oh, is that? Is that Pinkman? Oh, that's good. Oh, what? This is Westworld season three? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's good, man. And props for Fantastic. to for uh, for everybody for not picking Game of Thrones, by the way, <laughs> for this topic. I heard that's a depressing world to live in. Man. Yeah, well, yeah. I wouldn't know. I've only gotten halfway through season two. <laughs> but I hear that um, they're actually doing like a cruise, like in 2020. I don't know where it's taken off from, but I guess it's going to, you know, Ireland and Spain, like where they they film the majority of the episodes, and you get to go and ah. and there will be like, you know, themed parties and stuff on the cruise, and you know you'll eat or you'll drink Dornish wine and all that crap. So uh, it's a smaller scale, but yeah, it's out there. 4,500 yeah. people get on the ship, 118 get off. The rest of them are beheaded or killed in other ways, eaten by dragons or some other weird shit. Yeah, Pushed off of a tower. Yeah, book today. <laughs> weird. If you die, it's free. Yeah, like, <laughs> we'll refund you oh, yeah, half of your cost. There's a 600-page waiver we just need to have <laughs> you sign real quick. Like, yeah, you... you yeah, I think... You you board oh, sorry, the ship. You board the ship, and there's like six stakes out front, and it's like, why are there empty stakes out here? They won't be empty for long. It's gonna be filled with heads before too long. What were you saying, Julian? The only other property I could think of that I would want to be that immersed in uh, would be like Rick and Morty. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> and play like the <laughs> like play Roy the game. You know the life. <laughs> better lived or something like that if i could just sit yes. and play roy for three or four hours and at blitz and shits yeah you know, or uh or uh like a, a sex robot or fight one of the super aggressive things you know and you or um what's the uh the assassin oh shit. like if you have like if you have a like a men in black on the rails kind of game and you're yeah. shooting all those crazy guys, like the one episode of rick and morty where they're all trying to kill him on a roller coaster like literally uh. they basically Lay the groundwork. We it could happen. God, I just want to see like a a Rick like an in universe Rick and Morty theme park built by Rick. <laughs> so like 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 a parody of theme parks in a theme park. Almost like, like Vindicators it, Three when it's like it's, it's, <laughs> it's the Saw episode, but <laughs> yes. it's like an escape room built by Rick. It's just so fantastic. Uh, the Universal is a property you need to snatch up real quick, man. Yeah, there'd be fights left and right about fucking Szechuan sauce. Yeah, oh my god. Oh, jeez. Get rid of uh, uh, Dudley Do-Right and and Popeye and uh, make that whole area Rick and Morty. (laughs) Yeah, man, they need to get rid of, like, the weird island of, like, 1940s comics. The misfit toys. (laughs) All these old forgotten comics like... Uh, not really Marmaduke, but maybe even older than that. Um, it's just yeah. like old-ass comics, like you said, Dudley Do-Right and Rocky and Bullwinkle and all this shit that was kind of, 
they tried to, you know, pull a resurgence with like when we were younger, you know, cause they had the Rocky Bullwinkle and the Dudley do right movies, which were all terrible. Um, but it's just get rid of that and pump something new in. like do some I new. Call it... Good. What? So I call it shit. We had the rights to land. <laughs> yeah. 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 Will anybody still buy this shit? <laughs> yeah, no, they're, yeah. uh, that is one of those, like every year when they talk about like, expanding islands of adventure i keep waiting to hear toon lagoon is just uh like i keep waiting for them to pull that stuff out uh just because like no one i know every ghost that's out of the park um but we know they're doing um nintendo land at some point it's going to japan first but there will be a version of it in the u.s and that is kind of like prime real estate uh oh, to say goodbye to so um but yeah like there were a bunch of things i thought about but um like avengers we have kind of a there's Marvel superhero island at Islands of Adventure, um, which I enjoy because it's themed to the comics, not the MCU, because the MCU didn't exist back then. Um, but we know Disney's building an Avengers park over in California. They can't do it in Florida, uh, so that's that's coming at some point. Um, we've already we're already kind of getting that in some other areas. Um, at one point before. Um, Marvel's superhero island got built. It was going to be uh, literally Gotham City. Uh, they were going to yeah. build it. In, yeah, they were like they. The initial idea for Islands of Adventure was Cartoon World, and one area in Cartoon World would have been comic book stuff. And they had a, a thing going with DC. There was going to be a, a Batman roller coaster, um, and there was going to be some kind of Superman attraction. But the, the area around those attractions was all going to be like the world DC. Uh, and at the last minute, the, the deal didn't go through and it fell apart. And that's when they went with who was at the time the number two comic book company in the world, Marvel. Yeah, well, what should tell you how long ago that deal was? Yeah, I mean, is Six Flags even still a thing? Do they still have the rights to the DC universe uh, stuff? I don't know. Can, we, uh, can you write that down that at some point we do a special episode that's about that agreement? Yes. Like that super fucked up, like weird agreement. The, part, the Marvel theme park agreement. Yeah. Cause the whole, the whole thing is on like, Oh, you can read almost the whole thing online and like the details about it are just so weird that I feel like it, it yeah. it's owed. It's owed uh, an episode. Yeah. Yeah. She got weird. Yeah. Pretty quick. Sure did. Okay, the only other one that I had um, yes. was, and you guys are going to laugh, but because uh, uh, it's based on a new show, you call up HBO and you say, hey, you know it would be awesome? Uh, get the rights to uh, that Chernobyl show. <laughs> and give me, give me like a, a burned out Chernobyl that you could explore without the danger of radiation. Yeah. I think that would be fun. You don't want to go just walk around Chernobyl? Yeah, I just want to go and walk around and like see the overgrown shrubbery and stuff and like yep. you know you make it you make it like a replica cuz like I've been fascinated by um you can go on YouTube and you can see like people flying drones through. Yeah. And it's like the craziest thing. Like it is the wildest thing and like um uh, listening to the the podcast that goes with the show and it's with the writer of the show and um like he got to actually tour like he got to go through a little bit of chernobyl 
and like all the stuff that they've got that's like you know buried under the city and like stuff that has just like real significant things as part of that whole issue uh that are just like left in the city that i'm like damn i really want to see that but then they're like here's here's the rule like he he says okay here's what you do when you go to visit the city right like you can set it up and you can go but they they check you for radiation before you go in and then like periodically like every so often when you're actually going through the city and then when you go to leave and if when you go to leave if you register a certain amount of radiation they don't let you leave like <laughs> you can't leave because then you become like you, they, they won't let you go out into the world which is like crazy and absolutely terrifying at the same time so i'm like i would love to do that but i would be af so afraid that i would get stuck in the city and like i would never be able to leave and they don't have wi-fi so i couldn't do the podcast <laughs> from the middle of chernobyl like that I'm, would be, I'm glad you thought of us that would be horrible like it would be like you know i would be melting away and i would be like oh, what's our next topic <sighs> like i wouldn't be able to talk because half my face would be melted it would be awful and uh, so i was like yeah i can't do that but i would love to like they made that what was that horror movie where the the, the people go into the and um i forgot i haven't seen that no uh, but like they go into chernobyl and there's like yeah. mutant people and stuff and i'm like oh that's fucking awesome um but like let's have that but uh, safely <laughs> there is a um there's a documentary on netflix called our our planet um and one of the episodes they do go to chernobyl and talk about that and show like how basically since since no one can live there uh how plants are taking over and how there's like species of animals that are endangered all over the world except in chernobyl yeah isn't it it's so crazy like that like they're whole making place. a comeback now yeah it's so uh, weird yeah it's crazy and like all i want to do is is go there and see it but then i'm like yeah but you might never come back and then i'm like yeah i don't want to do that then but i'm like is there a safe way to do it yeah let's just turn it into a theme park ride and then you could have like you know mutant people there or like you know a, a an in the dark discovery kind of thing or like you know a, you could you could do a bunch of rides or attraction stuff based on that and you could sell um uh theme park themed uh radiation suits uh which would be like <laughs> the greatest gift ever uh yeah you could do so much merchandising with that like you could do fake radiation detectors or like the little badges that go off with the yeah. radiation like holy shit that would actually be really cool and now that this topic started out as like this suggestion started out as a joke and now i kind of really want it <laughs> like it started out where i was like i'm gonna say this and then i'm gonna try and sell it as straight-faced as i can even though it's a total joke and now i'm like fuck that'd be cool I mean, I'm not going to go with you, but I will definitely send well, you postcards. Well, uh, I guess I will go ahead and put a quarter. Will. I will put a quarter in my ass because I just played myself and talked myself into uh, how cool that would be. <laughs> we will enthusiastically oh, awesome. watch your snap. Yeah. <laughs> As I die. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, like yeah, like you'd have uh, you'd have like a a Chernobyl tour guide, quote unquote, and that would be like your your cast member, like your your employee. And he would bring you through and like usher the story along. Oh, that'd be so fun. Damn it. 
think we've awakened something now. I know. Now I'm like, shit, I really want to do that, but. <sighs> well, is anybody else, uh, anything else? By the way, Julian, uh, I fucking love Rick and Morty world idea. You're welcome. Anatomy yeah. Park, for real. Like, I'm totally down for that. Uh, oh, God, Anatomy Park would be fantastic. Anything okay. else uh, anything you want, to, want to get on the table? I am tapped out. All right. I'll load with the uh, the Norbit thing, so <laughs> we're good. <laughs> Is that it? It's my first it? good topic in months, so yeah. We... Tune in next week when yeah. Julian and I will do a deep dive of the forgotten works of Edward Murphy. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be just you two because th- now is the time where I tell you I'm not going to be here next week. <laughs> where I say, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm like uh, Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. Eddie Murphy, I'm out. I'm out. So I think now I can safely play this for real uh, because I think we are. I think we are out of time. I think so. I think we are. So uh, I want to thank you guys. This was a fun, entertaining, good-smelling show <laughs> with the three of us, the uh, the three most handsome and funniest uh, cast members of Talk Nerdy to Me. And... Damn right. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, so with that, uh, we'll say, uh, oh, gosh, I want to do that so bad, but I won't. I got all my uh, I got all my sounds. I got all my sounds that are like uh um all of the sounds that I that I stored uh, in the folder for future use. And some of them, you know, we're never going to get to. And uh so I'm scrolling through and I'm like, "Oh man, that one would be really funny." There's the jingle all the way sound and all right, one. You get to play one more sound and then we go. Okay. Uh let's see. Gonna pick a good one. Oh, I can play the weather alert, but that's too just, on the just nose. Just blind man. pick one and play it out of context. It'll be funnier that. One. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, this was for one specific member of the show. Um, <laughs> Let's see if we can guess. Boring. You're not funny, and nobody likes you. How about that one? <laughs> that was boring. You're not funny, and nobody likes you. Yeah. So I saved that one for someone in particular. I don't know who it was. That's but... a good one because it'll still be a surprise to him. Yeah, it sure will be. Um, so, you know. Uh, so with that, uh, you know what we always like to say at about this time. Uh, hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. There we go. That's the one. Make you feel warm inside. found golden girls socks today and i almost bought them <laughs> almost bought i know them. What's wrong? i'm going back trust me yeah i don't know uh golden girls ghostbuster shirt no oh, i got that yeah did you like that that was badass i love it thank you for being afraid that's what it says on it i love it all right everybody we're out <laughs>